Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fancast in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Uh huh. Give me your character ranking. Oh, right here at the top of the episode? You you said you do it in 2020, and it's 2020 now, and I want to know it. And also, right before this recording, you said, man, I can't wait until I give my character ranking. That That's true. I did say so that. So give me a fucking character ranking, bitch. Okay, okay. You don't have to be rude about it. I already was going to do Obviously, it. Obviously, I have to be rude about it because you're not doing what I say, you asshole. I was... Just surprised. You're not the boss of me. Uh, I am. Who do you think edits all the episodes? Who do you think transcribes all the episodes and posts them, by the way? <laughs> Who do you think runs the Twitter? Who do you think runs the Tumblr? Okay, we're okay. Who do you think does the album art? <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. I'll let you have the last word if, 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 uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because I do have a you character ranking that a I, sentence. There we go. I, that I do want to share very badly because I really enjoyed making it. Well, we can wait until the end of the episode if you're going to be such a little bitch about it. No, I'm doing it right now. Thanks. So my character ranking, top to bottom. So like best to worst. Oh, I thought we usually go worst to best. We can go worst to best. Who's th- your worst? So, I need to say, I have these sorted into categories. I ranked everyone, and then I categorized them. So, at the bottom, bottom up, I have Equius, and then Gamzee, and then Aridin. And these are, collectively, the Bastard Boys. The the Bastard Boys. The Bastard Boys. These three are the Bastard Boys. (laughs) The real three musketeers of Bastard Boys. Yes, they're the Bastard Boys. And then next, I have Solix, who I have categorized as Solix. <laughs> Sorry, Solix. I mean, the only category he belongs in. Yeah. So, and then, still going up, I have Jade, and then Aladia, and then Nepeta. 
And those three are what I'm calling kind of chill, somewhat disturbing girls, I guess. Oh, Feffery doesn't belong in there. No, no, no. She's in a different category. You'll see. Oh, okay, okay. I'm very excited. I, lo- I love the categories here. I'm the extra credit. I'm so glad. And then comes the mayor under the category, baby, you're my angel. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and he is the only one in that category. As he deserves. As he deserves. And then this is where it starts getting into how I mentioned that I classified them top down. Because then there's Riska and Feffery. And they are classy slash feral girls part two. You got that? So wait, is Feffrey above Riska? Yes, Feffrey is above Riska. It goes Riska and then Feffrey. Okay. So wait, Riska is also above Nebita? Yes. And Jade! I'm sorry, Jade. I'm so sorry, Jade. No, no, it's fine. Keep- Yeah, that was Classy Slash Feral Girls Part 2. And then there is Carcat by himself in a category called Sun Part 2. Then there's Terezi and Rose. And they are Classy Slash Feral Girls. Part 1 could be put in parentheses. Oh, okay. Right. So Feffrey and Vriska were Part 2. And now Rose and Terezi are part one. You see? Yeah, so they're they're the originals. Feffrey and Frisk are the knockoffs. And then we have John and Tavros and Dave, who are sons. Just like Karkat is son part two. He's a lower tier son. He would not be a lower tier son if it wasn't for the fact that I needed to put my classy and feral original girls in there. You know what? They deserve to go above him. They, they, they do. And I'm sorry, Karkat, that I had to separate you from my other sons. But that was just how it had to be. Who knows, maybe some sons will get shuffled around when we get back to the to the human kids, but this is how it is for now. Carcat's your stepson. <laughs> Please love your stepsons. Please. I had considered making Dave and Tavlos their own category of trauma boys. Oh, I thought you were going to say rap sons. <laughs> okay, that's also true. They are rap sons, but also trauma boys. But then I was like, where would I put John? Where would I put John? Uh, Trauma Boys. Yeah, but like, not in the same way. John is not a trauma boy like Dave and Tavros are. <clears throat> you don't know that yet. I'm actually glad that I categorized Carcat separately because I really do feel like Dave and Tavros and John are like, you can switch them around and John and Tavros are the smiley ones. And then Dave and Tavros are the, like, when I say Trauma Boys. To be clear, and I know that in some ways I am calling myself out when I give this analysis. They are Uh the boys who you just see bad things happening to them so much. With the other characters, like, bad things may have happened to them or may happen to them, but it isn't, like, played up as much. With Dave and Tavros, it's just like... Aradia died! Yeah, but it's not like... It's not the same vibe. It's not the same vibe. It's not like you want look at Aradia and you're like, Oh, oh my gosh, okay, we're just... Oh, your death vibes aren't good enough. Like, she's too cool. She's too hardcore. Your vibes are too chill. <laughs> exactly. That's why she is in kinda chill, somewhat disturbing girls, I guess. Wait, can I make a vibe check joke in 2020? You can, but only once. Did you just make a Donkey Kong joke <laughs> in 2020? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, we still we still have one left. Oh man, I wonder who I wonder who could be. If is if it's fucking Kanaya, you're canceled from the podcast. 
It's Kanaya. Oh no, what's her category? Her category is best girl. Now, uh-huh. Hold, hold I have to slow your roll. I, I, have to, mm-hmm. I have to stop you from this horrible crime you're committing. Elizabeth, you don't watch anime, do you? No, I don't. Unless you count Naruto. No, no, yeah, I know, that's, that's from 20 years ago. Do you, um, do you know what a best girl is? Absolutely not. It's an anime term. Do I want to know what it means? I mean, it doesn't mean anything dirty, but it's just like the top waifu of a show. So, Kanaya is your waifu. Yeah, we have been over this before, so I don't know why this is such a surprise to you. No, I'm just saying, I, do you, I, I just want you to know like the words that come out of your mouth and what they mean. <laughs> you know, making, mean accidentally making references like this is the reason we started a Homestuck fan cast. And look where we are now in 2020. The roaring 20s. We are not making an anime fan cast after this. I outright refuse. Let's make a One Piece fan cast. No, no thank you. No. I'm going to have to transcribe that and I'm just going to have to say like One Piece music or something. I don't know. One Piece. Yep. Don't worry, I'll give you the lyrics. Okay, so a, a couple important notes about my character ranking. I wasn't sure about the exact order of my kind of chill, somewhat disturbing girls, I guess. So you can sort of count Nepeta, Aradia, and Jade as about on the same level. Are there any large gaps in level? I mean, I would say there's a fairly large gap between the Bastard Boys and Solix. Oh, oh, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Especially after today, I guess. Yeah, and then the Bastard Boys, I feel like all of the Bastard Boys are going to stay down there in the Bastard Boy box, but they might, like, flip around a little bit. Like, I kept, like, moving Aridin up and down and up and down and up and down, because, can I talk about Aridin for a second? I would like to talk about Aridin for a second. Oh, like, from from this reading session or just in general? I'm... Are we getting into the Aridin talk? We are getting... I would like to get into the Aridin talk. Okay, good. Because Aridin, you fucking asshole. I would like to start with my initial first impression of Aridin because it was very <gasps> distinctive and I would even say violent. You did write it down and I appreciate it because these are the unfettered, I did not influence you in any way with these. You read his introduction and you wrote it down. Yes. So these are my unfettered, immediate first thoughts on Aridin. He's the worst kind of guy. He's one of those guys who thinks World War II started because Hitler got rejected from art school. He says he's heteroflexible because he would be down for a threesome. He thinks collecting magic the gathering cards is a personality trait. He's like if Dr. Doofenshmirtz was an incel. (laughs) You just killed him on sight. (laughs) Yeah. You just murdered him. He's like a guy who you start you start dating him and he he tells you all about his exes including the one that's dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said that Aridin kept moving like up and down my bastard boy ladder and I also wrote down some 
arguments and counter arguments as to who's worse, Equius or Aridin, because they're both bad. At first, I was like, well, Aridin's worse than Equius because nerd incels are always worse than jock incels. But Aridin does apologize for shit. But he's manipulative about it. But Equius is also manipulative just in a different way. You see how it's difficult. Let me be devil's advocate. Please, which one is the devil? Both of them. Let me put a point into Aridin's pocket for a minute. I will say he's awful and I hate him. Like, he actually wants to do a genocide, which I normally don't like in a character. <laughs> sure hope not! Yeah, normally not the kinds of people I like to hang around. I, I will say he had a very easy way to do that big genocide, but because Feffery would be sad about it, he didn't do it. So I would put that point in his favor. I mean, he didn't do genocide. That's great. He didn't do a genocide. But can I put a point into Equius's favor? Please. Equius might hate lowbloods, but he's never tried to do a genocide on them. Yeah, exactly. He does want to enslave them, though. That is important. Right. That is important. It's like Equius is more genuinely classist. He seems to, like, believe in it more. Iridan seems to sort of, like, half-heartedly believe in it, but not really exactly. No, Aridin is that guy who his dad has a country club membership, and he doesn't really like the country club or, like, anything about it, but he just has to- he just keeps going to it because his dad just simply has a country club membership. Right, and he's, like, a golf caddy, and he doesn't really like the guys he caddies for, but it's like, well, of course you have to be a golf caddy for these rich guys, and then he's picking up all these bad habits from them, and also we've got to get him off Reddit, you know? Get Aridin off of Reddit before- before it's too late, he's only 13, we have time to stop this. We can save him. We can save him. We can rebuild him. Exactly. It's all right. You have the rest of your teenage years and the rest of your life to come to your senses. All women are queens, Aridin. Especially Feffrey, since she actually she is. Breathes, she's a thought. <laughs> Those are all very good arguments for and against Aridin and Equius. But I have a very simple reason for why I put Equius at the bottom and Aridin above. Can I can I guess that reason? Can I guess it? Please. It's just because you feel like it. Yes, that's exactly it. Yep. <laughs> that's yep. precisely exactly it. Because Aridin's pages didn't make me want to throw my computer across the room. None of us had to roleplay with each other, flirting with each other. We did have to roleplay a breakup. Which was fun. But it was fun, actually. It was really interesting. And, like, the thing is, if Aridin was older than 13... I'd hate him more. Absolutely. And I would have come at that whole exchange with, like, he's being really awful and manipulative and stuff like that. But since he is 13, part of it, it mostly just felt, like, sad. It just felt like, oh, he's... He's a little pathetic. I mean, Equius is also kind of pathetic, but in a way that you're like, I don't even want to look at you. Please get out of here. Ugh. I mean, Aridin is a more genuine 13-year-old, I would say, than Equius. Equius reads to me like he's 16. Yes. If that makes any sense. Equius is the worst kind of 16-year-old. Aridin is the worst kind of 13-year-old. And the worst kind of 13-year-old can be more easily forgiven. I, I will say, as much of like as I give shit for like every character that I deem is bad in this, 
They are fucking 13. 13. If you meet a 13-year-old doing this shit in real life, the appropriate response isn't just immediately shunning them, but like, you know, try to secretly befriend them and then get them to change their ways. Yeah, like- Don't do it like that. In that weird accent that I did it in, don't do it like that. Do it in like a, a healthy adult way. Right. It's like providing a good example and I- know people who are about this age. I have cousins who are about this age. Like, you're young. Yeah, we were 13 once and we said stupid shit. Oh yeah, I said the worst shit when I was 13. Same, I didn't know what I was talking about. Nobody knows who they are at 13. No, I barely know who I am at 23. Are you kidding me? I know exactly who I am at 25. Fuck off. (laughs) 25 is the magic number. If you don't have yourself figured out by 25, you're a fucking... You're a a disgrace. Get out of (laughs) here. That's a joke, everybody. Learn yourself in the time that you uh, need it. Yep, if you don't learn yourself until you're like 35 or 45 or 50, like whatever. Let me just get away from the, 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 the preach part. Yeah, yeah, please. I want to tie this down before it gets too out of hand. But yeah, I, I just want to take a minute to talk about Feffery because, again, I feel like I say this every fucking episode. I haven't read Homestuck in a long time. I don't remember everything that's there. I don't remember Feffery being this good. Feffery is very good, actually. I don't remember her being good. I didn't expect to like her as much as I do, but I do like her. Aside from the part where she is just, like, taking in a bunch of animals for- They don't really need that, but that also read to me more like Terezi playing fake courthouse thing. So I can forgive it. But- the the one thing I wanted to, her entire conversation with Erin and like that breakup. Holy shit, yeah. I remember back then I was I I thought Fefri was like a little selfish about it, but now as an adult, I'm like, man, that was extremely mature of her. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. This is too much for me. So I'm going to wait until it's safe and then I can, you know, remove myself from the situation. Right. Good job, Fefri. You did it. That was great like good for her she did it in a calm way honestly one of the most interesting parts i mean that whole page was very interesting but the fact that they both dropped their typing quirks it felt really important even Aridin, he his was more like see see i'm being serious i'm being serious like i take this seriously and feffery was like okay i'll show you i'm being serious too and i was like holy shit if feffery takes no shit i'm very proud of her i mean i don't want to eat too far into it but it's almost a little sad because she really does have so much responsibility And it seems like maybe she hasn't, not that any of them exactly have had carefree childhoods, considering the whole troll thing, but she seems like she's had a lot of responsibility for a very long time already. I mean, her Lucius can kill everybody. Yeah, like literally everybody in the galaxy. Imagine if Terezi had already been being a legislator, I cannot believe I remembered that word, for like years and years already. Like, that's Feffrey. She's too mature for her age. Right, yeah, that's what it kind of reads as. So it's like a little sad. Like, she broke up with Aridin in a good way. Like, obviously he wasn't taking it well. Like, she didn't have to really be that gentle with him, but she was because I think she's just a genuinely good person. And then, you know, she kissed a corpse. She did do it to wake him 
up. And I know we went on that whole rant last time about the Vriska and Tavros thing. I do think it's different since it was, for one thing, there wasn't the whole disturbing history there. But also, like, it was explicitly to wake Solix up. It wasn't a romantic thing. It was just like, oh, we need to activate your extra life. Right. Which I don't know if they made this clear enough because, you know, the first person they did this with was Solix, who is a special case. But anybody can do that. Solix just gets two lives. Right. Anybody except Aradia because Aradia doesn't have any dream self. Yeah, sorry, Aradia. It's also too bad then that you died first. Yay. I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. Was it Jade's dream self that died already? Yeah, no, it was Jade's dream self. It was really upsetting because she had been visiting the dream realm for years and she was looking forward to showing her friends everything. (laughs) It was really sad. So Jade doesn't have an extra life, which is a little uh, concerning for some things later. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now I'm I'm thinking about Jade, and I feel bad for putting her so far down on my ranking. Oh, well, that's okay. You know where you can repent for your sins, Elizabeth? Uh, w- where? At the minigame. Oh, boy. All right. Fuck faces, I'm back, and it's time for the worst part of the podcast. It's the mid-episode minigame. Ugh, Elizabeth, it's been so long. It has been so long. It's been like two months. How have you been? Ugh, I'm fine. You know, it's just like... Where I'm from, we just, uh, me and a couple of friends, like, loaded up a a disc of a game, and now, you know, we're just playing along with that, so, ooh. Sorry if my, my mic setup is a little off, because it's, uh, in the middle of this weird medium place, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Are you ready to play some minigames? Yep. I am, and can I just say, Troll Liz, there is nothing that has made me appreciate you more than having to deal with Game Girl. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Go ahead and tell the audience what games they can play, because it's been a while. It has been a while. So our options are Troll Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Troll The Price is Right, Troll Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, and Troll Supermarket Sweep. Alright, then go ahead and spin that totally not rigged wheel on that minigame that we didn't just decide beforehand. I will. And we're gonna play Troll Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. Oh no, I'm caught so off guard. We all know how Troll Smart Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader works, right? Do I have to really explain it? Yeah, no, yeah, you're you're good. Okay. There's questions and you move up the thing and you, yeah. Yeah, so you've gotten through this board a little bit, but not a lot because you're actually pretty shitty at this job. Yep. So um, right now you can choose between, uh, you can do Wiggler Drama, First Sweet Math, Second sweep government or second sweep religion? And if I may remind you, second sweep religion is where you beefed it last time. Yeah, it is. Let's go with second sweep government. Alright, so second sweep government. Name one position filled in an alternian justice court. Legislatorator? <laughs> My god! 
Congratulations, I knew you'd get that one. <laughs> yeah, because I just brought it up. You super fucking did. <laughs> that means you've um, you've unlocked third sweep categories. So the two that you've unlocked in addition to the ones before it are third sweep biology and third sweep history. But you can also still do second sweep religion, first sweep math, or wiggler drama. I'm gonna go with third sweep biology. <clears throat> so here's third sweep biology. Which color of troll blood has the highest likelihood to develop psychic powers? Oh, I'm sorry, there's no fucking multiple choice on here. You have to guess it with your own stupid human brain. Uh, first of all... Rude. Second of all, I'm just going through all of the many characters who have psychic powers. I'm gonna go with... Blue? Uh, no. Dang. It's been said in the text before, Elizabeth. You've gotten past this point. So that means you've lost the minigame. That's unfortunate, but not surprising. Yeah, you didn't get very far this time, but that's okay. Actually, it's really not, because now I have to get back to my shit that I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that was, it sounds pretty important. You probably should. Uh, no, it's fine. Like, I've got a bunch of lasers hitting all these imps and shit. It's okay. I made, like, a big trap. But, uh, yeah, um, cool, uh, prizes, you're fired? I don't remember the prize. You get to read more Homestuck. Yeah, that's it. You got it. You got it. Cool. Have fun with that. I'm, I'm leaving. Okay, have fun. Good luck with the lasers and the imps. Okay, Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna say... An opinion of mine. Okay. And you you can kill me afterwards. O okay. Yeah, so Andrew has he went on another rant, like a self-insertion thing. And I thought this one was funny. I did too. Oh no! <laughs> Fuck you! Oh, I feel like a hypocrite, but this one was funny. <laughs> I, I want to dissect this. Why was this one funnier than the previous one? Yeah, like, I'm trying to think because the previous one made me so mad, but this one just mostly made me laugh. Honestly think that it was the troll paint. It might have been the fucking troll paint. The whole paint. fucking goof of Andrew Hussey being in the troll cosplay and having just the shittiest paint job and getting gray paint all over his keyboard and like his horns were big like that was so funny hey hey cosplayers if you're gonna do a troll cosplay in the year of our lord 2020 i suggest you either learn how to make or invest in a good set of arm sleeves so you, that you don't have to paint your arms it's very uh makes things a little easier and you can hold your phone without being afraid <laughs> And also get some sealant for your face so that, you know, like anything your face brushes up against won't just get gray all over. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> this has been Cosplay Tips with Liz Kostrak. I also will say, I think for me personally, the reason why this one was funnier than the last one was because Andrew Hussey had this whole narrative where he was like trapped. 
Yeah. It wasn't him doing this because he's being like a like a self-aggrandizing asshole. He was doing this because someone like trapped him like a never-ending story, <laughs> and there's like this scary wolf on the wall, <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't even say why he's cosplaying as a troll. He's just doing it. <laughs> scary wolf had killed me. Just the picture of like the lightning flashing, and it's just like. Ah! And like a caged animal that hasn't been getting enough food, when he gets a chance to bite back, he does by making you read the troll romance section over again. Yeah, exactly. This wasn't like, oh, look how good I am at writing. Don't you hate me? It was like, I'm trapped up here and I'm losing it and you're not having any sympathy for me. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make you read the whole troll romance section again. Do you think I wouldn't do it? Because I will. Andrew Hussey works best when he's just absurdist. Yes, exactly. None of this makes sense, and it's stupid and ridiculous, and it just works. Only just, clearly, because when he tried to do it before, it didn't. But here it does. Here I was smiling and having a good time. Like, yeah. Oh. See, when you do the fourth wall breaking thing right, it is actually genuinely satisfying to read. It is. Like, it can be good. And I think that since the meta narrative is really very much a part of Homestuck in so many ways, I think having a meta narrative like that with Andrew Hussey is not inherently a bad thing. I thought it might be when it was bad, but it turns out he was just doing it badly. This page came. After the other one, I, that's how chronology works. But it just shows that, like, Andrew Hussey just consistently gets better at what he does. Which I think the reason why we were both unsatisfied by the other one, it just felt like, you know, like, he was trying to do something, but he wasn't quite getting at it in the right way. And in this one, I was like, oh, no, he know, yeah, 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 no, no. He, f- it, it feels like he's more comfortable in his role here. Yeah, it also helped that it didn't go along with the recap. At this point, I don't know whether he trusts us more or whether he trusts himself more or like the narrative more, but clearly he trusts that we are following what's going on. And I am. I remember like at the beginning of the last recap, like thinking like, thank God, I have no idea what's going on. And now I'm like, no, I get it. I know what's up. And then he didn't do a recap and I was like, cool, I didn't need it. We're done with the tutorial. You've beaten the, f- the first few bosses. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this means that you've learned how to successfully navigate Homestuck. I feel like up until now, Andrew Hussey kind of like trains you into how to read his comic. And now you're like, Yes, now I know how to read his comic, and I will enjoy the rest of it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we've met all the trolls officially. Everyone is out of, um... Alternia. Alternia. (laughs) Um, thank you. We've moved out of Alternia. I know how to read Homestuck. I'm Elizabeth, and I don't need a recap. I know what's going on, I just don't remember the names of all of the things, and I don't remember every single detail about the whole thing, because we've been reading this for, like, over a year now, okay? Anyway, off of Alternia, everything has sort of been established. We're really getting into it now. I mean, we've been in it for a while, but, I mean, we've really only just met Aridin and Fefri. You know, quick speaking of everyone moving out of Alternia and all of that, Solix fucking died? Oh yeah, that that did happen, didn't it? Solix fucking died. And also, I saw the image description images. 
We did this image description before. We finally made it. And it still makes no sense. This only makes marginally more sense than it did when I tried to describe this for image description. I mean, I know who all of these characters are now. So there is that. And you know that one of them is being resurrected. Right. I know that one of them is being resurrected. I know that that is, in fact, blood. But you've come so far. Right. I remember seeing Fefri and going like, who the fuck is that? I've never seen that person before. Because, like, I think I'd seen Solix. But, like, I know where they are. I know what's going on. I know what just happened. All of this. I know why there are brains. Although that's still a little weird. So I feel like I've come pretty far. You have. Anyway, Solix died, and he died because of Fefri's Lucis, who's basically like an HP Lovecraft monster. Yeah. They're directly parodying that. Yeah. So that's fine. Like, Solix is fine. He still has an extra life, even, which that's cool. But Carcat was really upset. Carcat was so upset. I didn't really spoil a thing for you as much as I just like consoled you about it because you were like, he's crying blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just cry like their blood colors. I don't actually know why, but uh, they do that. Carcat's fine, not emotionally, but physically he's fine. He's not emotionally fine. I think that might have been. Oh my god, I'm, I'm scrolling back through the pages to find that page, and I'm scrolling through the Andrew Hussey ones, and the Wolfhead one is still funny. The Wolfhead one is still funny. Okay, before I get to that one, since I'm going in reverse order, page 2482 is... The comedy of this page is very good, because... <laughs> yeah, it's... There's a lot going on here. Because Carcat has just seen Fefri kiss Solix, who is dead. And so in the foreground, we have Carcat closing one eye and sticking his tongue out in disgust. And then the, in the background, we have Jack with his hands over his face, face palm times two combo. And then we have one foot and one hand of Gamzee who's falling over. <laughs> and it's just honk. Can I just say, I'm regretting every second of my life starting now that I didn't put the page after this, 2483, as one of the image description pages. <laughs> hey kid, never got a chance to say how much I hate you. Every last one of you. <laughs> with this. A great image description page with Tefri and Solik on the spider screen and Jack Noir and like Gamzee just like lying in the corner and just, oh my god. Elizabeth, I'm sorry. Elizabeth, I'm sorry. That is a crab screen. It looks like a spider screen, but you're right. It is a crab screen. It's a crab. It's a crab screen. It has three legs. Or six legs. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Carcat's a- Carcat's very crabby. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, cancer. Cancer is a crab. Yes. Yes. I also do want to say- There's- there's only one cycle in it. It is crab. It is crab. My other favorite- panel in terms of the visuals was page 2477 where Aridin drinks the Fago holding the bottle and looking at it like it's personally betrayed him and he doesn't trust it not to do it again. 
Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's evoking a much different emotion, and that is just the soda you drank just didn't taste very good, and it's not a big deal. Uh-huh, we all need to settle down here. It's not like when I when I when I pop the lid on a LaCroix and drink it, like then then I get that blood panel. <laughs> this is like when I drink Fago. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, Elizabeth. This is the exact emotion I feel whenever I drink Fago. <laughs> and that is complete neutrality. Oh no. I am Aridin. You are Aridin. Wait. The Aridin is me. You're Aridin, but you are already also Equius. I I am the bastard boy. You are the bastard boy. I am the bastard boy. Oh no. I don't know what to do with this information, but I don't like it. I've been the bastard boy all along, Elizabeth. Maybe the bastard boy was inside us all along. Maybe the bastard boy was the Elizabeth we met along the way. <laughs> Yeah, there's one bastard boy left, and that's Gamzee, and I don't have much to say about Gamzee this time, except I don't like him. You don't like me. You don't want to know what I almost just said. What did you almost say? So you can Gamzee too now? Is this where my life was supposed to lead? Is this the meaning of it all? I have to go. <laughs> I cannot bear to stay here any longer. I have to go! <laughs> I have to leave this mortal place! Bye! Well, it looks like this is now the, well, it was already the Elizabeth podcast starring Elizabeth, but now even more so. Hi, everyone. This is Elizabeth Sullivan, the only host of Homestuck Fancast in the year of our Lord 2020. What shall we talk about today? Well, I'm just uh, sitting here by myself, apparently. Well, I like Carcat's expression in page 2470, his look of abject horror when he sees that his dear friend is dead, since he doesn't know it is apparently temporary. Hey, what do you think that is Fefri kissing him? Is it really because she's a princess? Or is there something else going on because there's also like the psychic powers thing? So there is that. Maybe it's something to do with that or... Uh, here's a here's a an idea. She is a caller. Maybe she has some sort of over life and death, and because of that, she is able to bring him back to life in some sort of resurrection thing. That's my theory. I think I'll say. Anyway, I think this is the first time we've seen Carcat where he's not either neutral or angry. And you know how much I love that. You know how much I love that. I mean, it isn't a smile, but it's emotion. It's different emotion. So I still like it. Definitely still like it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Hello? Oh my god. Elizabeth. Huh? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I'm here to announce our new podcast of 2020. Are you now? I am. It's our it's our new anime fan cast where we're gonna watch anime and <laughs> review it. And it's the first one we're gonna do is One Piece. I will disconnect from this call right here and now. One Piece.
Anyway, that's going to be all the homestuck we have for today. We really are going to end on that? That's really we're gonna, where we're going to end? Oh, do you want me to keep going? So she Hey, Liz, you want to know something? Yeah, what? I'm currently considering learning how to audio edit specifically for the purpose of being able to edit this episode and remove all of the parts where you're <laughs> singing that little little theme music there. Are you gonna are, are you going to um start the closer or I, I could or I, it, or um should I the apparently only host of this podcast now should I should I do all of that? I mean, I could just start singing maybe uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. That's the other one that I know by heart. I would really prefer if you told our audience what pages of Homestuck we read today. But I could, I could just do it. You know, I could just do it. Let's see. Today we read through pages 2,422 through 2,516. You can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com, and you can find links to the accessible versions on our Tumblr, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. That's also where you can find all of the transcriptions for these episodes, including this one. And I write those, and I have to transcribe every single thing says, including the singing she's doing in the background right now. I am so sorry for this audio monstrosity that is being foisted upon you poor people. We also have a Twitter, which is how underscore sane, and you can send in questions and comments and stuff like that. Um, also, our music is is not done by Liz. It's not done by Liz. Um... She has many talents, but that is not one of them. Clearly, it's done by John Michael, who's my brother. He's very, it's very good. He's very good at music. Uh-huh. And then, uh, oh god, what else? Uh, wait, reviews on iTunes. Yes, right. Tell your friends. Go tell your friends to listen to the Elizabeth Sullivan. Homestuck podcast starring Elizabeth Sullivan and not Liz Crossback because all she's interested in is the animes and that's all forever apparently and for the first time in the year of our lord 2020 um, that I Elizabeth have both ushered in and ushered out in this episode please remember Riska did nothing wrong 恋しいテール